0: A pop, yourself a beer, or a cold libation Let me tell you how I wrote this little theme I went and took a call from Brother Jason And he tells me that he has a little dream He says
1: he needs a backwards intro to begin his podcast And I ask him, what you got? He said, I'll start with some talking And some movie clips some popcorn, fighting fantasy explorations And some groundless exploitation Kickstarts that I'm watching And some blind unboxings Full month horror movie marathon Sometimes I'll let the box come on contest and of course You know it's all about games I said, slow down, let's just start with the
0: name
2: It's the
1: Nerds
0: RPG variety,
1: with the other just
0: Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone?
1: Who's on the phone? Who's on the
3: phone?
2: Well, maybe it's your auntie or a joke, but by your spouse, but the operator screaming is coming from inside the house. Yo, what up, Jason, you modeling son of a bitch, dude. I'm stoked that I won, even if I was the only one that entered your contest. That means I'm first place. But that also means I'm last place, man. So I don't know. You do the math on that one, anyway, dude. <laughs> Cannonball Run absolutely rules. I love that movie. I also, I'm pretty sure it's the it's the second one that has uh, Sammy Davis Jr. and uh, friggin' Dean god damn it, i can't remember his name where they're drunks and they're pretending to be priests that movie rules super hard too though i don't think people love the second one as much as i do but that's a different thing running scared also a pretty decent movie and when you mention running scared for whatever reason it popped into my head hear no evil see no evil if you've never seen it see it peace out
1: hey that was joe richter of hindsightless or wheeler well podcast. Thank you so much for calling. Joe, of course, is our winner, and Maddie has something to say to him. Nope, now he's not going to call.
4: There
1: he goes. Listen to that. Ha. He he just blew you off, buddy. Oh, that escalated quickly. Anyhow, um, Joe, I'm glad you won the contest. I'm, I'm glad you bested the competition. Um so the deal is I talked to Joe offline. He just wants a drive-through RPG gift certificate. Um, he said he has plenty of he's set for audiobooks, he's got a subscription to Audible, I believe, and so he can listen to you know a number of free books every month, and so he's set on that regard. So I look forward to hearing what he spends that on. And as far as movies go, yeah, so Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. were priests. In a red Ferrari in the first Cannonball Run. That was the first movie you were thinking of with those two. Um, that movie, of course, has a ton of stars in it: Roger Moore, Jamie Farr, Terry Bradshaw. You know, um, Adrian Barbeau. this you, you know, a ton of people are in that movie. Hilarious movie. Um, and again, it's yeah, it's it's a product of its times. But so you got drinking and driving and smoking and all kinds of you know, sexist jokes and things in there. But, you know, for us old people, it's a funny movie. Um, As far as the other movie thing you mentioned with, you know, um, See No Evil, Hear No Evil with Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder, that is also falls under the same category. You know, it's probably a subject we shouldn't make fun of. Um, You know, in in that movie, one's deaf and one's blind, and they get caught up in this crime caper, and so they kind of have to, you know, the, the deaf one's got to be eyes eyes for the blind one, and the blind one's got to be ears for the, the live one. It's, it's a pretty funny movie, actually. Um, and I don't, think it's, I don't think it's insulting to, to people with disabilities, um, but not being a person with disability, you know, I'm not somebody to judge. I guess, you know, if, if Joe blesses off on it, he definitely is in a position where he can, where I, you know, I, I definitely shouldn't. But, um, yeah, I, I love that movie, too. And, and in fact, all the movies they're in together are funny as heck. You know, Silver Streak, the one there on the train, is a funny one, too. Uh, anyhow, Joe, thank you for calling in, and I'm going to move on to the next caller.
4: Hey, man. First of all, of course we'd miss you if you left. I, I listen to your podcast always. Uh, sorry I didn't call in with the competition thing. Uh, I'm not sure I even caught not. I, may have, I may have just been asleep at the at the switch when that when that announcement was made. I love the movie choices you had. Running Scared and Midnight Run are both shows that I watched quite a bit in the 80s. I think we had fewer choices too, honestly, of things that we could get on home video, and uh, those were two really good ones. And I'd hate to watch them now. Actually, I'd be a little afraid to to revisit them. But boy, I love both of those. Uh, I would also put Escape from Alcatraz on my list. That show. I don't know how many times I saw it, and whenever I'd see it on TV, if I'm like flipping through from whatever point I caught it at, I would stop and watch the rest of it. Uh, Prison escape movies always hit me in a soft spot for some reason. Um, even shows like, uh, you know, longer ones like Papillon and uh, The Great Escape and all those things, I love those. So keep it up, man. Talk to you later.
1: Hey, thank you for the call, Ray. That was Ray Otis, of course, of Plundergrounds. And yeah, man, I. I think the prison escape genre is an interesting genre. Of course we had a bunch back then. And the other genre that kind of falls with that a little bit are the wrongfully imprisoned genre, right? Which I guess goes together. You know, even things like Tom Selleck's an innocent man and you know, all those. So yeah, it's I don't know. You know, you you say we had less to watch back then, and of course we did, number wise. You know, we've had two decades two or three decades of new movies and shows since then it It didn't necessarily seem like it back then. I know I had a ton of things taped off cable back then, you know because we would have hBO and Cinemax and prism and there were probably others but um yeah, I had tons of VHS tapes uh, of things taped off a of cable and off a of TV and end up rewatching the same thing quite a bit. you're right so but good calling on those prism movies um. Escape from Alcatraz is a great movie, and, and, and I would recommend it to anybody. That And, of course, a great escape, Steve McQueen, you know. so Anyhow, thank you for the call. We're going to move on to the next caller.
3: Hey, Jason, Mike Shorten here. Um, driving to the store at 6.20 in the morning to try and beat the rush and uh, get some supplies while they're on the shelves. Uh, we're doing good. Everybody's good. Everybody's healthy stir-crazy, but, you know, we're, we're looking at the another month of this, so uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, just listen to all your messages. Thanks a lot. Actually, the Unearthed Arcana uh, deep dive is something that I'd actually considered doing, maybe as an on-and-off again. It wouldn't necessarily be, you know, like contiguous episodes, but, uh, you know, it is something. There's probably a lot there, and it would probably help my education in AD&D more but uh, I remain more of a core guy, so so we'll see. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll send you another message. Hey, Jason, this is Mike. One more thing um, about buying Ultima. You save the $6, you can easily see what the games are all about by going through uh, walkthroughs that are on YouTube. Honestly, they're old school games, which means that you're going to have to devote an incredible amount of time to grinding and gathering clues and whatnot and the graphics may throw you off a little bit uh youtube videos would probably be your best bet that's what i do for a lot of games now is is i don't buy the game i just watch other people playing it kind of living vicariously and saving myself the money anyway talk to you later my friend bye-bye
1: hey michael thank you for the call of course that's chicago is of the dungeon masters handbook and i appreciate his thoughts Um, i just did a deep dive went through all his back episodes so I left him a bunch of messages about those. Um most of them are, you know, probably not worth airing. So I, I wouldn't necessarily expect to hear those on a show. But I I did do enjoy giving people feedback when I listen to back back catalogs. I would love to hear him go through the Unearthed Arcana, you know, at, at his own leisure. Because I, I think there's some interesting things in there. I think there's a lot of broken things in there. But I even back in the day we had it, but we just used it for magic items and um and maybe i- and well on the new weapons' because there are new weapons in there, but I think there might be an, another armor or two in there, but we we didn't use the classes back then um and, and I wouldn't use it today if I was going to run a a d and d game today I wouldn't incorporate an Arthur cane, I don't think at all, but it it's an interesting book, and you know it's definitely first edition or maybe one point five but but it it bears looking at and and seeing how you know, Gygax is thinking it kind of changed over the years. So, oh, I also should mention that uh, I've been lucky enough, even though I'm having to back off of gaming some, that Michael's invited me to join a couple of his play-by-post games. So even though I won't be doing online or face-to-face gaming, I'm gonna get some more face-to-face games in, or darn it, some more play-by-post games in, which is really cool. So I look forward to that. And actually later in the show, I will record my character creation for those games so you guys could hear that. So I'm going to move on to the next caller.
3: Hey, Jason, it's Ivy, and I'm calling to say that I'm sorry for the losses that previously
1: happened and also to thank you and your family for the work that you are doing. You mentioned that you guys are all essential and that, that you are all out there working. So I just want to call in and say be well, stay safe, and to say thank you for what you guys are doing. Whisk out. That was Ivy the Happy whisk Thank you so much for calling. If you're not listening to her show, you really need to go listen to her podcast, go check out her YouTube videos. I always bump hers up to the very top of the list when they drop. She'll talk about cooking, she'll talk about general things. She'll talk about how to manage your money better, how to do you know, um financial minimalism, that kind of thing. Excellent show. Great to great to have the call in. Thank you so much for the kind words she mentioned about um you know, just recently we had a family member pass due to the effects of early on Alzheimer's and cancer took a coworker, which, you know, it's tough. But also want to thank her for the kind words for, you know, we're all, unfortunately, not, nobody in my family has jobs. We can telework. We all have jobs that are, you know, ongoing, everyday kind of jobs. Um worry most about my son I think because he works at a grocery store and they don't necessarily have as strict PPE requirements and they're not as strict on the safety thing you know as like my wife with a nursing thing or, or me with a government job you, you know with our jobs it, you know there's a lot more structure where with a grocery store you're kind of depend on the managers to make sure that everybody does it right so but yeah go check her show out and we're gonna move on to the next caller
0: Hey Jason, this is Rob from uh, Confessions of a Wee Timorous Bushy. Um Yep, I uh, very much enjoyed your post, um, your last episode rather. And with regard to the uh, sound, the background music, I think it works. Your, your sound was a little bit more muffled than usual, at least in the last po- podcast that I uh, listened to. But the music sort of um, picked it, uh, made the sound easier to uh, listen to. And uh, more, more easier to concentrate, so I think it works. And the uh, what you what you're saying is good. It's uh, it's very engaging. It's nice to hear what your your favorite movies are, or um, not necessarily favorite movies, but picking up some of these old movies from back in the day. Um, so thanks very much, and uh, take care. Now I'm uh, sad to hear that you're uh, so busy. You're not really having time to uh, relax with uh, games and so on. But uh, our time will come again. Take care. Bye bye.
1: Hey, thank you for the call. So that was Rob, also known as Minion, or the other way around, over at Confessions of a Wee Timorous Boushi. And I really appreciate the call. I'm sure it's kind of crazy over there in Japan where you live. It's, I, I know you guys are a lot closer together, you know, per capita kind of than, than we are. Um, yeah, so the last episode was recorded in my band while I was driving most of it so that's why the audio quality was so horrible um but i will do the music thing again and we'll see how it works with me you know i'm recording this one at home as i have a chance you know in the evening or, or when i have an afternoon off a little bit of time off so so you shouldn't have any road noise in this one so this one ought to be a little bit better but please let me know and um i've even got a little bit of rpg content for you today so there, there, there's that but thank you for the call If you're not listening to his podcast, I recommend you go listen to it. It's it's a very interesting podcast. Um, He had dropped out of gaming for a long time and come back in. So he he has a lot of interesting thoughts on um, coming back into gaming. So So with that, let's move on to making characters for that play-by-post game I was talking about. So, for the play-by-post D&D ca- Advanced Dungeons Dragons campaign, of course, we have the house rules, because every AD&D game has some house rules going on, right? So, character generation. Um, 3d6 six times, put them where you like. Start out at max hit points. 3d6 times 10 for your starting gold. Assassins and dwarves are not available. Do, do, do talks about Pantheons. So with the rolls I made, so I, of course I rolled online using die roller on Discord. This game is being run on Discord. And the rolls I made were, you know, pretty um, pretty horrible. I had a 7, a 10, a 10, a 10, a 15, and a 5. So, I decided to do a Human Thief, and I range them as follows. We've got a 7 in Strength, a 15 in Dex, a 10 in Con, a 10 in Intelligence, 5 in Wisdom, and a 10 in Charisma. Um, and so, we're using Osric rules, basically. Um, so, the 7 in Strength does give me a minus 1 to hit with melee weapons, uh, minus 15 carrying capacity for encumbrance. The wisdom gives me minus one to mental saves. The 15 dex really doesn't help me much. It gives me plus, well minus one to AC, but it doesn't help with um, to hit roll, surprise, or with the thief abilities. Now a human does get plus five to climb walls and plus five to pick pockets. So that, or I'm sorry, plus five to open locks. So... He, he does have a little bit of bonuses there, but that's just for, you know, being a human. Um, yeah, And I rolled eight eight for 80 gold. So that's kind of the, the basics there. Um, I'm going to pick out some equipment and come up with a little bit of backstory, and that'll be the thief for that AD&D game. Um, as I look through the house rules here, we have... You know, he does charisma about the same um, experience point bonus. So Osric is 16 for a deck. You need a 16 decks for XP bonus, where in AD&D first edition, it's 15. I'll check with him to see what he's going with. I'm going to assume he's going with Osric, so I'm assuming I won't get an experience bonus, which, which is fine. No big deal. Um, he does, well, you can go listen to his podcast. He talks about his house rules, so I'm not going to go into him really in depth here. There's no reason to do that. Now, alignment, he does use the three alignment system, which is fine. Totally cool with me. Um, I am going to have him be neutral because I don't want him to be chaotic. And he's a thief, so that kind of leaves me with neutral. So there we go. Um, It does use weapon proficiencies as per Osric. Osric. Um, and so Thief starts with two slots and so I'm going to decide what I'm going to do with that um, I'm planning on giving him a long sword uh, of course he'll have some daggers and he'll have a sling and I'm, I'll give him studded leather but as far as other equipment we'll, we'll just see You know how much money I have left and what I want to do with that Osric does have some handy height and weight tables So, we'll do his height and weight and and all that. Um, And I'm going to roll this online in the Discord. So, I will roll all that stuff up and divvy out his money and I'll come back. So, I finished up with Otelias the Thief. He's a human. He's 22 years old, 5'10", 162 pounds. Um, He's a he. He's neutral in alignment. Um, he's proficient longsword and sling, so even though he carries a dagger, he's not—he's uh, only carry one dagger, but he's not proficient in fighting with it. Um, I think we kind of talked about everything else, really, already. Um, so he's kind of a kind of dexterous thief who's not really good at anything else. Um, bought him, like I say, studded leather, the sling, some bullets, sling bullets. Um, thieves tools, soft boots cloak, flint and steel satchel to carry stuff in some pouches, sacks torches and that's about it, water skin so and he's got some money left over he's got some money, walking around money nine gold pieces, and nine silver pieces so we will see how that works out in the game and I'm gonna take a break here make a character for the ultimate game and we'll wrap up the episode Yes, I made a mistake. AD and D also. You need a sixteen in dexterity for the thief to get his um, prime prime requisite bonus. It said I, I misread it when I looked over it quickly in the player's handbook for the you know first edition player's handbook. I saw the number fifteen in the text, but if you actually read the text, it says you know with a dexterity of over fifteen, of greater than fifteen. So yeah, I misread it. That that's on me. I've got my ultimate character sorted out. We're going to he ended up being a human wizard or magic user. So, I rolled 10, 13, 10, 5, 8 and 5. In this one, it's 3d6 and you put them where you, you know, in the order you rolled them. And the attributes he has are strength Intelligence, Wisdom, condex Dex, and Charisma. So it made sense just to make him Wizard because that was his highest stat. Humans get plus one, which is good, so that bumped his Intelligence up to 14. This is based on Sword and Wizard, a modified version of Swords and Wizardry, White Box. And again, if you go listen to Dun- Dungeon Master's Handbook he podcast, he talks about his rules for, um, House Rules for Ultima. But he's starting everybody second level, so I have a big three hit points, um, save and throw is 14 now, 12 versus magic, this is one of those systems where you get cheated, you only get one save and throw, AC is going to be, I'm not sure if we're using ascending or descending, but it's, it's just flat, it's nine or, or ten if we're using ascending, um, and he has five spell points, and again, I refer you to Chicago Wizards podcast for that, cloth armor, staff, dagger, and, um, Starts with two scrolls. He's starting with a Mitar and a Juxman scroll. They're using the names, of course, had the ultimate games, and um, that's really about it. Nothing too fancy. I mean, I've got you know basic adventure equipment I picked up and saw some money left, but I don't want to hold you up too long. Um, I think I mentioned named him Shandu. So Shandu was the name that Lugosi used in a couple serials back in the day. You know the or it's like 15 episodes long, these shown in the movie theaters, he was Shandu the Magician, so I'm using that name here. And So to keep the episode kind of short, I'm going to cut this off, but I will hopefully have some something to say about these characters and how these play-by-post games are going by my next episode. Thank you for listening. If you want to reach me, you can leave me a voice message using the Anchor app or go to the Anchor website. I'll play it on the air and make you famous. You can also reach me on the Audio Dungeon Discord. I want to thank Ray Otis, who did the thumbnail art for this podcast. You can find him on his blog, plundergrounds.blogspot.com. And I also want to thank TJ Drennan, who provided all the music for this podcast. You can find him on Patreon at patreon.com TJD. And of course, those are all my show notes.
0: Joking about your spouse, but the operator's screaming, it's coming from inside the house. What's in the box? 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 Well, the audience is pretty sure he took a pretty head, and the only question left is if that see even dead. Bring on the gold, bring on the gold. I want some more And I'm assuming that your partner back there in the woods chipper. Don't look away, don't look away Don't look away, don't look away Well the zombies are arising and the world has gone to heck. We're living for the dying and we're dying for the train wreck